Hey guys, welcome back to the Harbor Site. This is a man. This is gonna be a special one. I mean, I say this every single time, don't I? But, um, but seriously, I, I'm really excited about this one. I got one. I got my man Tyler from the Agogi, and uh, also my Jiu-Jitsu coach. Um, really frustrating. And then I got my man Sebastian Paz, 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 Paz. That we're gonna call Seb. We're gonna call Seb. And uh, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I shared a post one time. And this is a man who served his country, who is an immigrant, um, who was an immigrant. Are you an immigrant? Technically, you're still an immigrant, right? But you're a citizen. I immigrated to the United States, yeah. yes. So you're an immigrant and served his country in the Air Force. We'll get into that. Um, but then that wasn't enough. And this is what I love about our veteran community is because serving itself was not enough. So he gets out and what does he do? He serves the veteran community with an organization called VetWAD. But that wasn't enough either. He wanted to grow, he wanted to expand his reach of service. So he, he decided to become a, uh, a registered nurse. Sounds like you've been served, pushing that needle, Seb. And served his uh, community as a nurse um, for how long? Uh, civilian side, I've been in the medical field for like two and a half, three years. Two and a half years. Yeah. And just got canceled because of what's going on, which was, I mean, absolutely heartbreaking to, to see because as, as, a, as an individual that is, is just constantly trying to serve people um, to have this just absolutely ridiculous system to, to unconstitutional yeah unconstitutional system to do that is just is heartbreaking so anyways welcome to the podcast sub and my coach tyler yes welcome well welcome back actually yeah it's great to be here should we actually uh, crack open your your uh, misstep um eventually in this podcast somewhere (laughs) let's do it okay um so welcome to the uh welcome to the area man thank you thank you for having me it's been a this place, this area is. We actually, awesome. we actually met. Um, at, let me give some love to PB Abate. Um, great freaking organization. Mm-hmm. Those guys are doing mm-hmm. some great stuff. They got some some pipe hitters that are pushing that organization, which yeah. is good to yeah. see. Um, and we went to Tyler. Actually, reached out to me and said, "Hey, I'm going to Montana to this fight club, and we're going to do jujitsu. Let's do it." And I was like, "I'm I'm in." And that was that was a great. How long were we there? Three days. No, it was, like was like four or five. Four or five yeah. days? Four nights, I think. Oh, like shit. Yeah. Like it was Thursday, Thursday to like a Monday or well, something. Well, it's not like, like it that. cost him any lodging. <laughs> right, yeah. I think because of where it was, once we were there, like we could have I didn't even know. changed our flights to stay there. Yeah. No, a, you just go yeah. native. You know, yeah. Now, now, you, now you're right. in the mount, you're mountain men of Montana. I could have yeah. gotten out with that yep. for sure. Um, yes, but the view, the view up there doing jiu-jitsu is just crazy. Beautiful. So, yeah, so we did a four-day, four or five-day veteran camp. Um, up there doing jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and uh, some other veteran uh, kumbaya fireside stuff, which was really good. It's great. And I think I spoke to, I spoke about it afterwards, but it was really, this is my take on it, was, you know, a lot of veteran um, groups will get down and, and they'll talk about, you know, like, what was me? And they'll just do this sewing circle of just negativity, really. Um, and that's not what this was. It was, like, really freaking empowering and like, how do we move the needle in our life across the board as a community and as individuals? Best networking event I've ever been to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. It was definitely up there for me. Anyway, so so funny story. So this is what happened. All right. You guys ready to talk about Nick being humbled and getting his ass kicked? So I'm like. When did this happen? 
So when did this happen? <laughs> it happens every day with you. What are you talking about? I don't so, know where this is going, but I like it. I, I better, like it. I better be involved in it. <laughs> so, um, so we go there, and a lot of people there, I think everybody there was a white belt except for me and you. I mean, other than like these guys, which, you yeah. know, whatever. I think Frank might have been a blue belt. No, no. he was, he was a four-stripe four or three-stripe three white, white belt. Yeah. He just got it okay. like a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Oh, good. Really yeah. solid. Now, yeah, now, Frank was really good. Yeah. Solid. Fr- yeah. Frank was really good in no, in no gi. Like great no gi, yeah. right? Had, in gi too. But I mean, I had I had him in gi. Sure, sure. Yeah. But he he was overdue for his blue belt. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, anyways, so I'm like, great oh dude. sweet, you know, like, not that there's nothing wrong with rolling with white belts because someone will catch you for sure. But it's really nice to roll with somebody who's about your same level because it really pushes you and makes you think and everything. So I'm like, sweet, Seb's a blue belt. We're gonna roll and we'll be on the same level and and uh, you know we we'll get some good rolls in because like rolling with Gareth. Is like miserable, unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, like, it's what's like, the point? What's the point of, of like just fighting this dude? Yeah, man, it's like I'm not learning anything. I'm just like getting my ass kicked I've by been, this. I like, haven't been scared training since <laughs> I started. Still I was scared you rolled, that weekend yeah. until you roll with him. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget the picture of you doing a. Uh, what did you do? Um, 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 Omoplata, um, and he just stands up. Yeah, and you're like, and he just hanging, shook him off. He shook him from off. his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go roll. You know, Seb, Seb and I are gonna get some good rolls in. This dude commences to complete embarrassing the shit out of me. I felt like I was day one at jujitsu. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> why it was so embarrassing. He whooped my. He like mopped the floor with me in my gi. Come to find out. The dude is a shitbag blue belt, sandbagging, <laughs> sandbagging, blue, sandbagging blue belt. You have been a blue belt for like five years, six, six yeah. years. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, you know, credit to, uh, to Sim, our, uh, our professor for that week. He was like, nah, bro. Get your ass up to Chicago. Well, some of that. And, you know, of course, after all that, we went into like the story and everyone yeah, yeah. kind of shared yeah. the journey. And, you know, part of that was I was in the military I had two uh, toddlers at the time, so my jiu-jitsu journey was very different. I wasn't able to stay in a particular place for too long. You know, I got my, my blue belt, and then I PCS'd a few times. Now, when did you move. start jiu-jitsu? 20, like what year? 2013. 2013. Damn. And then Damn. I I moved military stations a few times. I did a deployment. Then we had kids. Then I yeah. moved to another place. Then, you know... But you actively tried. You actively stayed involved. I stayed with. And, and there just, was there was months. There was yeah. months where I wouldn't. But actively throughout the years, I never quit. Yeah. I took breaks. Yeah. I slowed down the pace. I but everywhere a lot to I be went, said about that too, yeah. the consistency. And everywhere yeah. I went, man. When That's I when I was in Texas, I trained in Texas. When I was in Ohio, I trained in Ohio. You were nomad. In Indiana, I trained yeah. in Indiana. And so part you're of you're a BJJ problem, nomad. Sure. And the problem was. I wasn't at, a, at any given school long enough to to earn the professor's respect and, mm-hmm. and the time, which I totally understand. Yeah. You know, so by the time that maybe they were going to give me a stripe or promote me, I had to leave. You were out. You know? Yeah. And so it wasn't by choice, um, but I also, at some point, I stopped caring about the stripes and, and all that because I realized that it's about the journey, and I'm going to be a lifetime practitioner. Yeah, you actually just said that the other day. I'm yeah. going to do jujitsu until the day that I can't physically no longer. So, I don't care, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to to get the stripes. And yeah, it's what's like, the what's the point of getting your black belt in ten years, and then at ten years you've got 
another 50, 60 years of life that you have right. to live. Right. If I may, uh, this we've talked about this yeah. before. It, it, you know, no matter where you go, if you become, you know, invested and become a member in that jujitsu community, that gym, um, it, that professor or whoever's coaching you, it, it's their responsibility to sort of dig a little deeper, find out, you know, where you've been, yeah. your story. Yeah. You know, it's more about more than just you know getting good roles or whatever, which is obviously very important. But you know, th they should take some time, find out how long you've been training, where you've trained. Obviously, they're going to feel your level of technique yeah. and ability, right? Yeah. So, you know, and in that case, even though you're only there for a short time, they need to make sure that they are rewarding you for your your time. Especially if you're a nomad. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of that wasn't their fault or my fault. It's just the way it happened. And, you know, uh, I don't go around asking for stripes or promotions. Well, of course, or, you of know, and, and I don't care, you know. But when we roll, you're going to... You, you, the mats don't lie. Yeah, right. You know, no, and so most uh, honest place. I've ever yes, been. I felt that personally. Yeah, and and so you know, and I just really love jujitsu. Yeah, and, and and I just love the intimacy. I love the challenge. I love that in the moment when I'm on the mat, I'm there. That's my, it. Physically, mentally, spiritually, all my senses are. There. You're not worrying about bills, your nothing, job, your family. That's, and I leave the mat. Yeah, and I feel. Yeah. Even if I'm getting smashed, there are times where I'm literally a punching bag, and it feels great. I'm like, you just tapped me out, dude. I feel so good. Right. You yeah. Know? That was good, right? Um. So, when it's funny because when did you get you ever you were two stripe blue belt, and when did you get that last stripe? All right. So I got my blue belt. Uh, because I was gonna PCS to, uh, I was gonna go on a long, on a long training to Texas. So mm -hmm. my professor at my first gym, he's like, I gotta give you your blue belt before you leave. So he yeah. gave me my blue belt. Then I went to Texas. I was in Texas for like six months. I trained the whole time. I went to a couple, uh, two or three tournaments. I got double gold and everything. Then he gave me two stripes after that. This is when 20, 2014, 2015. So wow. I got two stripes. <laughs> and I didn't get stripes until I didn't even get. You no, know, you didn't stripe. get any. I just got yeah. yeah so, so I so he I just was, didn't care. Yeah, he was know? a sandbag. And, and so I was like, oh man, this is like a you know he's on my level. No, he's not on my level at all whatsoever. And I had like forty pounds on him, and he was still like playing with me like a rag doll. Part of that too that helps me that people don't know is uh, I'm smaller, like yeah. stature and like body build, but I work out a lot. I it's yeah. one of is. I just love working out. Uh, I think it's a great therapy. I think it's very functional. And the, the, to do the things that I like to do and to live the way that I like to live, like you, you got to be, be strong. Yeah. 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 And I bring that background to jujitsu. So I, I like moving well and I pay attention to technique, but I'm also very strong. And, and I played soccer in college. I played soccer my whole life. So my legs, yeah. like people have like, no, that's how you got me. Compliments that's on how my you, legs. My that's legs how you are, got me. Yeah. I mean, my legs are this, I couldn't. Yeah, super strong. Super. Uh, and so I'm deceiving up. people. Are like, oh, you're like you weigh like 192, and I'm like, no, bro, 155, 160. <laughs> you know. And so you're uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got some guys yeah. for you, man. Oh, uh, bro. Oh, I know. See, you guys might have talked. Don't talk me up, man, because now I'm gonna get smashed. <laughs> it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be time. beautiful. I'm gonna love it. Who's I'm all coming? It. I mean, there's everyone's gonna be there that I, you know, typically. At least at some point throughout sure. the day. We might even do an afternoon session for some oh, folks really? that Bro. may or may not be able to make it in okay. the morning or night. Yeah, okay. So as long as the boss lets so, me. So three a day, baby. Yeah. It's a long day. I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. There's some, there's some, we got some pipe hitters in the gym that you'll have fun with. I'm sure. They're like the best. I can't man. wait to watch you and Braden go at it. Oh my God. It's going to be a blast. He might hurt your feelings. Hey, listen, I'm ready. He's a 20 year old. 
jiu-jitsu savant. is all about being humble. Well, the you say that you say eat, that until he gets you, and then you're like, until you order a I've, slice of humble pie. Yeah. I've, been, the whole thing. I've been tapped out by by kids, by green belt kids. I did too. Yeah, like locked up in a trap. All I can do in that moment, yeah. all you can do is be, say like, "Man, you got that was me. good. Good yeah, job. It's good." It, hopefully, it doesn't happen. It's funny again, though because he'll uh, he, he'll get you, and then he's like, "Man, that was so great." I love you. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm like, thank you so much. I'm like, what are, like wait, that's the wrong line. Yeah. I, I say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that right. could be said too about, um, you know, the responsibility of, of belts and promotions and stuff too, all the way to the top, you know? So just, just something to think about for, for gym owners, people that are running affiliations. Yeah. Like you got a responsibility to, to look take after care, all your Take guys care of your people. Just, yep. just in general, just to be a sure. good person. Well, sure. Sam did a good job. I mean, he... It, it, he someone d- stepped in. That was beautiful. He righted... In my opinion, he righted it wrong. Exactly. And it's not... A, like you said, it's not about that, but it's like, dude, you, this dude put in the work. And, you know, as leaders, and as leaders in any community, you have to recognize your people when they put in 100%. the work. You know, and that's what... It, and, I'm t- and I'm not talking about jiu-jitsu in general. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to take care... If you're a leader in that community, you have to take care of your people. And you have to reward them for hard work and said put in the work. And, With and, or without and it, yeah. it doesn't change the work that you did. No. But it's something ours, that ours should be done. capability. Yeah. In that moment, I felt, um, I felt adopted. Yeah. You know? And I felt good. He's a know? great guy, man. And he is. He's and, a freaking and so, great guy. And so... Yeah, if anybody's in uh, Chicago... What's the name of his gym? Uh, grappling. Chicago Grappling, right? Yes, Chicago yeah, Chicago Grappling. grappling. Yeah. Awesome, dude. It's He's just... a cop now. Did you see us wow. on uh, Instagram Live the other night? No. It was me, Dirty, uh, Nick, and uh, Mason. Just, <laughs> just... Was this after my hours? Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, was Dirty out. was blowing glass, and we are just having a Shooting blast. Shooting crap, yeah. It was ah, that's awesome. Yeah, so if you're in Chicago, please go check out him. He is a. Uh, he's going to be like, what the hell? Where are these people coming from? Right. Um, but I'm yeah, at some great. point. Yeah, definitely. I gotta go up. Yeah. So, uh, Air Force. Yes. When did you join the Air Force? So, uh, after college, I. Uh, you must be really smart, by the way. Like you just went to college, so. Yeah. yeah most people I have yeah, here automatically, are not that smart. Automatically, <laughs> I'm just smart because of that. No. Uh, I didn't learn a lot in college, but I ended up with debt. Uh, anyways, yeah. Don't do that. Everybody listening, <laughs> yeah, we're no, not on that plan. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't do that. What did you go to school for? So uh, I started with criminal justice, mm-hmm. and then I ended up graduating with psychology. With um, so Air Force. Yes. Um, when did you join? Uh, 2012. Uh, oh, damn, when I got out. Yeah, so I went to college mm-hmm. on a soccer scholarship first. I graduated. Did you play the whole time? Yeah. Where? Uh, one year in St. Thomas University in Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Then I took a break. You you know, I had some like family issues with my mom, and you know, back in Columbia, and so I took like a year and a half break. And then when I came back, I played three years in uh, Emmanuel College in Georgia. Okay, nice. Uh, Was it any about televised? Can we find that stuff? I don't know. I don't know about televised, but I, there's still records. Like I got uh, a couple of the years, like like all conference, all state, like Dope, all regional man. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, uh, I probably to this day, I'd say like. So playing soccer was probably my my best talent. I just should we should we change the team workout tomorrow and do soccer again? <laughs> yeah, and bring, and bring Seb. That'd be awesome. We had so much fun playing because there was no one good. Well, so Hector mean. Hector yeah. was pretty freaking good. <laughs> Go figure the Hispan- the one Hispanic hey, dude on the team. I would love it's to in come our DNA. It, it is, it's dude. In I, DNA, it's truly right? in your yeah. in your DNA. Yeah. I believe that. I'd pay to watch you break Nick's ankles. Yeah, um, I, I haven't played in years, but yeah. 
Are you down to do that? I'll do whatever. Maybe, I'm should we do that? Let's thing. do it. Why not? It's going to be nice out. It's all muddy. We can have a slip inside. That's how that's how old people break themselves right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's how Nick goes out. You have at least out. two torn ACLs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I uh, finished, finished college, joined, yep. the, joined the Air Force. What did you do? Well, between the Air Force, uh, be, between that, I, I worked as a correction officer. No in, kidding. In a juvenile jail. You know, psychology, Oof. criminal justice. And so I did that. How was that? It was awesome, but at the same time, it was like heartbreaking. Of course. And it was very tough. And you know, so, I did some little, little bit of time. I know you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a bunch of U's that I had to like, you know, keep Dude, safe. It's so freaking yeah. hard, man. It's like yeah. it's my heart goes out to them, and I really, really want to be involved with that stuff, stuff but they have to want to get better. Yeah. They want to have a, they have to want to have a better yeah. life. And to be honest with you, man, like, and I know, you know, you're big into family and like uh, mothers being mothers, mm-hmm. fathers being fathers, but a lot of them were just victims of not good role models, not yeah, good systems. And so they would end up in places and in situations that would follow them for the rest of their lives. And they had no idea. And yeah. so they were set up for failure to begin with. And yeah. so I, I cared, you know, I don't do something unless I'm in it, like mm-hmm. from the heart. Yeah. And so I was carrying that burden and I was, they weren't just a number to me. It wasn't yeah. just a clock in, clock out job. And so I told my wife, Kelsey, I was like, yo, like, I can't do this forever. Like, this is going to either uh, change me forever as a person or or I'm just going to, like, it's going to be horrible. And then, yeah. you know, eventually she would, ha- you know, she would end up paying the price for it. Yeah. And then my kids. And so I was like, you know, she was going to nursing school at the time. She was almost done and had always wanted to serve because, again, I'm an immigrant. I came here when I was 15. And so I was, I always wanted to serve and give back. So I was going to do it after high school, but then I had the soccer scholarship. So I'm like, let me do that. And then I can, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. join in the future. And so it was, a we were at a crossroads and then I decided that it was the right time to join and join the Air Force. Wow. Yeah. Had you, you always would, wanted to serve in the military? Yes. Since, well, uh, so I came to the U.S. when I was 15, actually a few months before 9-11. Really? In the summer, June 16 of um, right before 9-11, yeah. And so uh, that You're a changed, teenager. Yeah, uh, 15, yeah. yeah. That changed my life. And ever since then, you know, eventually I became a naturalized citizen. Mm-hmm. And then I always just wanted to, to serve and to give back and to be thankful for again. It's like, it's like the, the, you know, a big theme in my life, being adopted, mm-hmm. you know. I was adopted by this nation. I was giving opportunities that I didn't have Otherwise, opportunities that we came here to look for, you know, my mom brought us when, you know, we were teenagers, my sister and I. And so I always wanted to serve and give back. And so that was the right time. You know, the boss, a.k.a. my wife, said she was cool with it. Not She wasn't very excited about it, obviously, because what it means, you know, to to potentially be in danger. Yeah, of course. But, you know, she knew that was important. She knew that I wanted to do it. She knew that I was doing it for us, too, you know, because. Yeah. It's for the future. But I mean, you're in your, and probably in your, because of where you come from, you, your perception is like, I, I grew up in danger. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and to me, it was just, I didn't grow up entitled. I yeah. didn't grow up having, having everything. You know, I grew up, uh, you know, my mom did, a single mom raised my sister and I, and she worked very hard. We, we had everything we needed, but there were times where it was tougher than other times. And mm-hmm. I never had a father. And so 
my mom had to sacrifice a lot and work a lot. And so, you know, when I came here, I was very thankful, very appreciative, not very entitled. Um, so it was like a no brainer for me. I'm what, like, what do you think contributed to your outlook, uh, given your circumstance? Uh, as far as like being thankful? Yeah, as opposed to, you know, playing a victim. Well, I think uh, growing in a third world country, uh, growing up with a single mom, uh, growing up with, I mean, my, my sister had a had a huge role in, in helping raise me as well, even though she was only two and a half years older than me. Yeah. And she, she taught me how to ride uh, skates, bike, how to swim. You know, she was like, you know, second, and, second mom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of people helped my mom while she was, she was working a lot. She had to like work longer hours and yeah. go out of town a lot of times. And so just being thankful, you know, because it did, it did take a tribe and, uh, it's a no brainer to me. I mean, in other yeah. countries, I think it's mandatory Yeah, it's mandatory in Greece. at least yeah. one year, Yeah, most yeah. countries. And so I think that, that, really played into so, me so that's it i'm gonna deviate yeah. from what, like my original question because yeah. now that you're on this like with everything that's going on and, that, and you hear this a lot like i've got a bunch of people that are from you know former communist countries you know cuba you know cer certain south american countries venezuela and then everything that's going on in the past two years here they're like hello like Look wake, out. wake up wake yeah. up because this is the textbook for how this is going to happen yeah right? so what you know if everything that's happened in the past two years you coming from colombia and everything that's happened in that country and geez man decades right sure um there's a reason why you come here yeah i, I want to say like not a couple things how does it affect you what's your thoughts like um does it worry does it bother you because i mean i look at some of our fellow americans and i'm like you're spoiled brats and you have no idea how good you have it. And you're talking about this socialist garbage and you have no idea what that means. Yeah. So not to put you completely on the spot, but preach like, it brother. Yeah. Like yeah. tell me what, from your opinion and your background, what, how does that, how does that what resonate? Visual and yeah. yeah. How does it resonate with you? So, uh, I'll paint a little bit of a picture. So my mom in Columbia was a lawyer, like full lawyer. And, uh, this isn't, um, probably, somewhat right after the Pablo Escobar era. So this is, you know, 1990s. Yeah. The country's still recovering from that. And, and there's a lot going on, right? That was a mess of it the It was country. a disaster. Disaster. Yeah, yeah the election. During, during that time. Election yeah. with the yeah, yeah, yeah. same. And uh, the unemployment rates were huge. So my mom was a lawyer with many years of experience. She couldn't find a job. Mm -hmm. And so she was driving a, a bus, like a school bus and a taxi as a lawyer and she just couldn't it didn't it didn't cut it you know and and you know there were different times where we were doing a little bit better financially and other times where it was like tougher so she made eventually she's like okay like i think looking at the long game thinking about me and my sister now that we're you know in middle of our teenage years she made the tough decision to come to the united states to for me and my sister yeah. So, uh, obviously once she came here, she wasn't going to be able to be a lawyer cause she right. had to learn language. She had to go back to school again. It would take her like eight years, depending on how good she learned English, how quickly as a single mom. So it was just not in the cards, right? So she gave all that up. She brought us here so that we can go to school here so that we can learn the language so that we can have opportunities. And, uh, I think that, you know, by itself really set up 
set us up for success because we saw how hard she worked. We saw all the sacrifice that, you know, she, she had to, uh, you know, choose to, to, you know, make for us. And yeah. so, you know, I just don't feel like we were given everything. We had to earn things and we had to like seek Bingo. things and we had yeah. to nothing find yeah, ways nothing to, was given nothing was given yeah. and and um, you know and i think that is my mom directly uh set me up for success and my sister because every opportunity that we've ever been given we've maxed out you know whether it was at school in the military i excelled because i'm like oh that's free oh this oh i can do this i'm going for it even now oh i can do that it's an opportunity that it's an opportunity and you take it yeah sacrifice from your mother's been sort of like passed down and the balls the balls on these parents that immigrate to the states blows my mind my grandfather came here not speaking the language he he said he he grabbed his kids and his wife not speaking the language all he could do was he was a carpenter he swung a hammer and came over here in the 70s to yeah. just to give his family a better life. I mean, just heard it was good. I can't even imagine going to a country I don't speak language with my kids and go, I got a couple dollars in my pocket. We're going to catch a flight or a bus or a freaking Hope boat. the best. And then yeah. just work get our there, ass off. Work there and land and figure it out. That's crazy. That's and yeah, and even to this day, I mean, she, you can have a conversation with her and you'll be able to understand, but like, she's not fluent in English. Yeah. You know, sometimes I still, you know, if she has to write a letter or, you know, I have to translate for her mm-hmm. or like, there were times where she had to take me to job interviews for me to like translate for her, you know? Um, so I think seeing my mom and, you know, her journey. Uh, it's got to be know, incredibly humbling. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And so I know that things don't come easy. Yeah. Opportunities are like, there was no luck. You know, I think that right. luck, lu- your luck increases the harder you work, the more you invest in yourself, yeah. the more you, you uh, build your tool set, mm-hmm. the more you, you think about, you give to others, you worry about the community and you give more, things start happening, you know? And so I just never grew up with that entitled um, so the past mindset, two, yeah. so the past two years, what's been your thoughts on like watching all this kind of transpire? It's been tough, and and you know, I have a because of my background, I have a little a lot of different thoughts. You know, like being an immigrant, being a minority, being a veteran, being uh, a medical worker. Right. You know, so it's kind of, it's been kind of a lot, and you know. It's been tough for everyone, no matter where you stand, no matter where, you know, what you believe in. But, um, you know, I'm still in the mindset and, and in my heart know that this is the best country that, like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm staying here and I'm fighting for, to recover some of what we've lost, to to stand up for things that matter to us. The reasons why we, me and my mom and my sister what are came to this country. To like. Freedom, uh, opportunity, um, equality, um, having to earn things. So if you earn it, if you fight for it, if you if you put in the time, you know, Which being able country, to make a can. future, yeah. being able to forge your own path, not being worried about um, like crooked police officers or crooked politicians, and politicians or or people trying to to just you know put more money in their pockets, yeah. you know? And so 
because most countries that are like that legally, you don't have opportunity. It's not this. It's not as simple as just like I'm going to work hard and make it. No, man, the system is not built like that. And that's what um, that's what we've been trying to get people to understand. That are like these young Americans that are like you know heading down this uh, socialist you know road. It's like you're screwing your kids, man. Like that's this is not a system that you really truly want. Because you want to talk about equality, there's no equality in that. Not down no. the road. And all those things take work, right? Yeah. You know, every single day. It's yeah. founded on principles that are going to last forever. Like I want to live in it. I want to live in an environment that we are free to make choices across the board, and that means you are free to be a lazy bum, or you are free to work hard and make something in your life for you and your family. Yeah. If you're a lazy bum, that's your choice. Your choice. No worries. But yeah. don't complain. Yeah about somebody else getting opportunities. Yeah. One of the things that, and, and, and again, I don't take it personal. Like I try not to get upset or like take things too personal, but I take note of things yeah. up here. And sometimes I even write them down. One of the things that really bothers me is when people say, oh, you're so lucky. Lucky? What's luck got to do with it? That should make I you mean, chuckle. Yeah, I mean, luck, sure, but you don't know the hours of sleepless hours that I've stayed up doing work. The, the thousand doors that I've knocked on so that two or three doors would be open right. so that I can wa- that I could walk through and make sure that I did things so that I can stay once I cross the doors because you know you always have to keep working you know yeah. you don't you don't get to keep something just because there's no finish line correct there's no there's correct. no and people and so, think that like when luck. I make it there's this point of arrival there's no point of arrival there's never just like jujitsu right like you get to a black belt and then then what yeah. You're there. You're the best in the world. No, man. Or also think about this. And, and uh, some people say, like, I wish that I could do that. Like you or I wish that I had this. And I'm like, at the same time that I'm like, well, one, I earned it. But two, you can get there. You can have that. Yeah. You just have to work for it. You have to plan for it and you have to execute the plan. But we're in a place in a country where you can actually do that because we're free. Because, you know, here you are like um, you're not given anything. You're not given handouts, right? You're, yeah. You have to work for it. But if you earn it, then you, you get to have it. One thing I like about your story is the underlying theme that I'm catching is a lot um, is you're always doing things in the service of others, too. Uh, you know, you're doing it for your family. You know, um, you do some is it missionary work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. So like that's always, where my wife and I met doing yeah, missionary always, work. Yeah. Always something, you know, selfish people have a tendency to be so selfish and lazy that they won't even do it for themselves. Right. Let alone for someone else, you know. And the I fact do, that you keep yeah. that, you I know. I do agree with that. I think awesome. Maybe it's the way, maybe, no, it's the way my mom raised us. Like she was so selfless. Even when she didn't have anything, whatever she had, she would like distribute to friends and family. I mean, it sounds like she basically put her life kind of not on she pause. She sacrificed herself to Yeah, she sacrificed she fell on her sword for her own kids, man. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to go to a country I don't speak language. I'm going to lose my profession yeah. so that my kids have a future. She never even which sought is, to get remarried or or she even had a boyfriend like she for, like she forgave herself damn. completely. I never had a man live in my house after Amazing. my father left. My father left when I was 2, about when I was 2. Not, not there was never a man that slept in our house. The fact that you turned out the way that you did. She needs to write a book. 
tell tells me that your mom is is just something else. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, she should be our next guest on the podcast. Right. I can you, translate. You translate. That'd be dope. <laughs> How did you do this? Give me the. I we want the blueprint. The yeah. I want the formula. I want the blueprint because we can we can sell that. Yeah. Um. All right. So you do anyway. So you were in the Air Force, and uh, what did you do in the Air Force? Uh, my first four years, I was a firefighter medic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then. And then uh, I wanted to. Uh, my wife got pregnant, and then you know we kind of wanted to do something else. So then we wanted to move uh, closer to her family. So then I cross-trained to be at a base in Ohio at Wright-Patterson. And so I did a flight medic. I became an air air evacuation. Yeah. So uh, what level of of medic um, is that? Like an EMT paramedic? The base was uh, EMT basic, yeah. Uh But uh, as with all things military, you know. I just don't know the medical. Sorry, forgive me. I don't know the medical side of the Air Force. I'm very familiar with everything else. Right, right, right. So we were at the very least uh, EMT basic, EMTs, Mm -hmm. uh, state and federal. And then depending on your base, you could, like our our scope of practice was much, much wider than a regular medic Mm -hmm. because we were under the umbrella of the DOD. And so if you're deployed or if you, you know, we ran uh, a five-person team, we we had to take care of the patient no matter what. So, you know, we were we were doing nursing tasks and helping our nurses and, you know, it was much more than EMT basic, but that was like the, f- the very first thing you had to do. And then after that, you just learn a, bun- a bunch of tasks and yeah. stuff. Is yeah. that, uh, is that kind of why, what led you to becoming a registered nurse? Yes. So yeah. when I was a firefighter, I really enjoyed the medical calls. I really, really enjoyed them. So then I'm like, I love, I love being a firefighter. I'm not going to cross train or leave this unless it's something better. So I was like, okay, I get to be a medic in an airplane. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And and it was awesome. And then after that, when I got out, I, I you know, went down that path. And then I used my GI Bill, got my master's, and, and went into nursing and continued medical. Yeah. And then, um, so then after that, you uh, started to become a traveling nurse, or did you actually get a fixed site for a while? Yes, I was at a fixed site for a little bit over a year, and then the Where pen, at? Uh, Ohio. What were you doing? Uh, I was a nurse. Like ER? ER, ER. ER. I only do ER. Yeah, okay. I don't. Uh, emergency medicine, trauma medicine is my my gig. I don't. I don't. That's, uh, that's a high intensity, high stress. And I'm I'm a little bit rough around the edges, so like being up in the hospital, like with probably, patients and family. Probably, like, Probably I got tattoos and a beard and <laughs> hair and like. But it, honestly, it's probably good to have, some, have somebody like you in the ER with yeah. those cases. And I'm very composed. Yeah. You know, even when, I mean, crazy situations, like I'm not saying I don't get that rush or like the adrenaline dump and oh my gosh, and I'm shaking. I still do. We all Even do. though I've been doing that but for you a can long do, time. You can get that and But stay. I can still think. Just like being still, in a actually, firefight. Yeah, still you know? do tasks, yeah. still communicate with the team. And so it's, it's chaos. Control it's chaos. very familiar to me, yeah. and so I I love the ER, you know, and so I did that for a little bit uh, over a year, and then the pandemic happened, and then our lives just kind of changed a lot, and yeah. we made some decisions, you know, that were going to mean a lot for our future, and then we decided to become travel nurses, and then actually we decided to travel first, be off the grid, and just like focus on family. 
And then we realized that traveling nursing with that was, was a thing. great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it would, it would go great. And so, um, my wife had some dreams that she'd been thinking about for a long time. And, you know, I feel like she, she <laughs> followed me around when I was in the military a lot and, you know, she sacrificed a lot. And so just felt like it was, you know, her turn to, Hey, what do you want us to do? Let's do that. Why'd you, you know? guys settle in Cincinnati? We settled in Cincinnati area for a few years, and then that's where um, where we held from once we started traveling. Yeah. That was for a specific reason, though, right? Yeah, uh, because I was uh, my duty station was in Wright Patterson, and then her she's from like the Cincinnati uh, greater area, so we settled there, and then that's kind of you know because her parents are there. And we lived there, and our kids were born there. Like that's kind of like our home, and still our tax. You guys home. were helping take care of her mother too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were also going out, you know, traveling quite a bit. But then, you know, we found out that she was ill, uh, and then we just wanted to come home and like spend time with her, and and you know, just be with her. She's good now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So man. She's fighting cancer, doing great. A warrior. Just it's like the theme in my life, man. Strong women, and awesome. so she's beating cancer and. That's why, you know, once it got cold again, we're like, okay, you know, we've been here a long time and, and you're you're kicking this in the butt. Let's head south. Because I live in a very thin yeah. house. Yeah. I'm like, the winter's not for us. Cincinnati's brutal. S- speaking of thin house, yeah. where you where do you what's your house? Where do you live? So, uh, for the past uh over a year now, we've been living in an R V. So we live on the road. Mm-hmm. We live um, you know, we have a truck and a fifth wheel. We hitch up and we park it and we take it places wherever we want to go. See friends like you guys. Go see family. So, t- so take me back. How did that come? Like, what was the decision making process to do this? So, we've been wanting to travel for a long time. Kelsey and I met uh, doing missions, so we'd always been traveling. We spent. Where did uh, you guys meet? Uh, we met in, in Orlando, Florida, but uh, we went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic, really close to Haiti. What were you guys doing? We were, uh, so the Haitians, there were a lot of like refugee camps in the Dominican Republic that were uh, mostly Haitians that didn't want to live in Haiti, but then the Dominicans didn't want to take them in. So they just set shop in like um, cane, sugar cane fields. So we were slums. So we were out there like, you know, providing clean water for them. What you year know, was this? Uh, like 2011, 20, 2010. I was there in 2004. Yeah, a long time ago. So we have, we, we've been travelers. You know, we've always yeah. traveled. We, we love going to see new places, meeting people. And so when the pandemic happened, we, would, we just got fed up. I got burnt out. We were tired of, like, uh, neighbors with neighbors and, like, the politics and just navigating all kinds of stuff. We're like, kind of going back to what we were talking about, not the America that you immigrated into. I'm like, what is this for? Like, like, what are we doing? And so she always, you opted out. Yeah. She always (laughs) had, well, she always had the dream to, to live in an RV and like just travel the country. And I'm like, well, I hate my job right now. You have two kids, two kids, two kids. So it's you and two kids. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, our daughter is almost seven and our son is four. Awesome. And, uh, we were just like, I'm hating my job right now. This sucks. Change I'm overwhelmed. It. I was still, I felt like I was still transitioning out of the military. Which you were. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we really just wanted to focus on family. And then my wife was like, well, just sell this house and, and, and leave. And I'm like, yeah, why don't we? And so we sold our house. 
we bought a big truck, we bought a big RV, and we just set sail. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. You may, you may have to censor this one, but um, I'm I'm happy that pandemic happened because it opened my eyes to you know what's important in my there life. There has been a silver and, lining, and, and some things yeah. people people show their true colors. You know, you were able to see left and right where some people were at and where your values lied and how strong they were, where they needed to go, and family was most important. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that because you know before all this happened, right? I was, yeah, I was, yeah, soft. No, uh, society. And uh, no, I was soft. The reason why I say that is because if before the people that followed me had no idea where I stood politically, religiously, because I didn't talk about it. I was talking about my businesses. I was talking about other things and like surfing and. Yeah, it was just, I was just, listen, my thing was like, listen, <laughs> yeah. I, right. Let's have fun and make money. Uh, right. I was like, I did my military time at 12 years and now it's time to get out and make money, have fun. And that's it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I didn't want to be involved in American any other dream, baby. bullshit. And her family, man, they would just drag me into this like what political stuff. This, what do you think Nick? about this? What do you think about this country? What do you think about this war? Those what are good conversations are though. Those are good conversations. <laughs> are they on? That a, makes a, you think. Are they good? Oh, they're, they're, on okay. side, they're on the yeah. Trump train. They're on good. the air. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> 2024, baby. A little too much. <laughs> a little too much on the Trump train. But anyways, um, and, and then my gym got raided. And I was like, how the hell can this even happen in this country? Like, I, I was, it was, I was so floored and it did. It made me, it made me go, wait a minute. I have to stand up for the constitution. I have to stand up for what America, I have to stand up for everything. That's the, the, the reason why set your mom came to this country, like that has to be protected. Yeah. And it did. It changed. It did. Is There's a silver lining in it. And it kind of woke me up to, and I talked about this on a lot last podcast, we were living so fat and so happy that I, there were lessons about the Constitution and lessons about America that I didn't teach my girls because I didn't have to. Yeah. yeah. You but didn't feel like you had to. I didn't feel like I had to. I did have to, but I, there, I didn't because it wasn't, it, freedom wasn't in jeopardy. So I, I took it for granted. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and that shape or form. I mean, yep. I didn't take it for granted. Every right. time I took a hot shower, I was like, oh, God, this is amazing. And still to this day, every hot shower I take, I'm like, this is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I take cold showers. <laughs> I've try, never should, taken hot showers. You should try a hot shower. No. Man. I'm I'm welcome to. to America. I, I, don't don't so, I get soft. <laughs> hot water. I don't do hot showers either. No. I grew up well, with cold water. So it's definitely a, uh, you know, a nice thing to have. I just remember like being overseas and taking hot shower, like cold showers in the cold, and I'm like, I fucking hate this. I'm so miserable. And yeah, then when yeah. I get home, it makes I bet, you thankful. I bet, I bet my pay- right, thankful. it does. It makes I bet you my paycheck thankful. is not reflecting this pain at all. Right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. anyways, um, it did. It woke me up, and it woke me up to not only not only like you know being a voice for you know reason and being a voice for what's right and what this the the foundation of what this country was built on for all men. Um, but also like how important it is to you know have these conversations even when things are going good having these conversations with your kids because you don't know what's going to happen in the future and and our and the idea is you know as fathers and as leaders is to prepare them for everything all courses of action even if it might never come but if it does they need to be prepared yeah. and and I really do as like you know we were just living so happy and you know I did my yep. freedom time and or did my military time and now I was enjoying my freedom and it's I never really you get out. You, you fight like we fought, right? And yeah. You get out. You think, all right, that's it. Like we're I was gonna having have this a con- forever. There's I was no having way that's con- gonna get taken. Yeah, I was having a conversation with my um, with my daughter talking about man. I spent my early years 
essentially, I mean, people can split this a million ways, but like I feel that we fought terrorism. Right? We fought a certain level of terrorism that really was oppressive to women mm-hmm. that made them cover their faces yeah. and this and that and like can't educate them. And then what happens now? Like you can't go to school without covering your face, women. I'm like, this goes against everything that I fought for. Yeah. You know? And huge anyways, slap in the face, too. Huge, yeah, huge slap in the face. So, anyways, um, and, and don't anybody that's listening, don't get me started on the medical and blah blah blah. Like fucking that shit's been debunked. Masks don't do anything. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> you know, there's I did a podcast with Dr. Kirk Parsley where he talked about did you hear that one? Yeah. Where he talked about the holes in the mask. Yeah. He's got a little interesting little Let's hear experience it. about Let's his, hear it. His Drop it on me. PPE, yeah. If you're allowed so, to divulge that. Before I get into that, I did want to say part of our our, our move to this new lifestyle. Yeah, sorry, I went on a f- fucking no, rant. No, 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 you're good. No, you're good. We love it. It's good. I, I love it, yeah. I just, part of it was for us, it was like like a reality check. Like, okay, yeah. now you're, con- like, the government is telling you what you can and can't do, what you need to do. You know, you can't see your neighbors. You can't go into stores. Everything's shut down. Businesses are shut down. You know, even families that have been, had a, a business for decades, so thousands of businesses went bankrupt yeah right they're so, not even because there's so many there's so many small businesses we don't even have an accurate of depiction not. of how many way actually over went than under. what we think yeah. it is right yeah so so it was a reality check for us we're like yo like let's strip all this away like what matters like what matters yeah you and i was like what, what's what do i consider home it's not it's not that house that we lived in for the past six years it you in, you and my kids water, like yeah. this us wherever we go home so it's a cool concept that we live in our home and our home is with us wherever we go literally and yeah. metaphorically so and that freeing feeling of oh, letting man. go of all those possessions Yo, too. we go like we don't like where we are we go somewhere else they didn't they didn't I, I store just, much i, I just got fired got rid in, of it all i just got fired in ohio guess what bye next. we're going to, we're going to florida hey <laughs> you know next or, or to North it's Carolina warmer down there yeah and they like freedom yeah so um you know, obviously, there's been a lot of research and information showing, you know, the efficacy of certain things and, you know, uh, a lot of back and forth. But we do know that, you know, masks don't actually help in the way that the media or the way that certain experts that probably have an agenda have been sharing about. So Why is that, Tim? Money. How do you, how do you money in politics. Yeah. But personally, and uh, whatever, this might... This might matter in the future to me, but who cares? This is it's the truth. I wanted to do a personal experiment in the ER, mm-hmm. right? So for the past six to eight months, I have not worn an A95 in my job at all. How did you get away with that? I just don't care. I'm a traveler. Yeah, but d- don't didn't they require that? They do sometimes, but I just, just didn't tell me what. I don't. I'm working. I'm busy. And I, yeah. and I had a beard. I have a beard and usually it's like longer. Yeah. So the N95 doesn't actually create a seal. So then I have to wear a papper, which is basically like a, like a capsule with a respirator in the back. So I'm like, I'm not doing that, what especially if I'm working in the ER. And, and you had something like seconds, it was a cloth mask, right? Yeah, yeah. seconds matter. Yeah. So I was wearing like, we always have for decades worn masks, like regular, like uh, medical masks. Medical yeah, masks. medical yeah. grade masks. Yeah. But those are, those are specifically for debris and things Correct. like that. Correct. Yeah. So for decades, for a very long time, the evidence-based practice We've worn those masks when we're doing like respiratory cases, mm-hmm. when we're doing like a cardiac events, when we're doing like chest compressions or when we're doing 
you know, things with uh, intubation, re- you know, yep. re- uh, ventilators and things like that because droplets, uh, spittle, blood, you know, and things like yeah. that, phlegm, whatever, yeah. right, uh, to protect us, you know. But it, it does, the, so the, the, um, the particles are too small to be able to be stopped with that mask, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to try it, right? Because I've seen a lot of things and there's a lot, but like the research that was shared wasn't lining up with my hands on, on the field mm-hmm. uh, accounts or experience, what I yeah. was seeing with my hands and with my eyes, you know? Why did why were those senior doctors? Years of experience. Yeah, listen. In, in mop suits. Yeah, and so I was like... <laughs> I told I told myself dude. I'm not gonna wear uh, I'm not gonna wear an N95 I'm not gonna wear a shield I'm not gonna wear a respirator I'm not gonna wear a gown and I'm not gonna wear even the face shield I'm like I'm just gonna wear my mask like we always have for the longest time and, and get I'm to gonna work. do my job because yeah. I'm not gonna spend two minutes putting on my garb all the stuff making sure it works and then go talk to the patient and then they can't hear me because I've got like three or four layers, you know? So I hate that so much. What'd you say that the guys were coding and the doctor's like, oh, let me get all this like like, three minutes later. I'm like, like, I got it. I'm like, he's flatlining though. Sometimes I remember at the beginning of the pandemic too, like we had no PPE, bro. Like by the time we found out COVID was a thing, I'd been, we'd been working on patients with no mask. Months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had spittle and like blood on my uniform. Yeah. Months. Yeah. And so... You know, I remember too. I had an I had one N95 for months because they were like, "No, we're just gonna recycle them, oh, keep man. using them." And I was I like, "No, no, no." So, but now then, now that you care, now that there's money bacterial, involved, bacterial pneumonia. Yeah, so that's how you get bacterial. So, anyways, pneumonia. I, I did wanted to do which this will experiment. fucking kill you. Yeah, <laughs> wanted to do this little experiment of not wearing all that stuff and seeing if if I got sick yeah. or if. I haven't I haven't gotten sick and you know I'm not vaccinated obviously I took a stance yeah and I got fired for it but I'm still not sick and I haven't gotten sick and and I haven't had to use all that which at the end of the day what I care about is the patients what I care about is life what I care about is getting them better so I'm not in some ways I feel like all that is a barrier between me and my patients yeah you know so <clears throat> You know, maybe maybe I'm like a little bit, you know, probably not like like a medical um, like I'm not following some of the guidelines. Sure. But at the same time, you know, when you go into medicine, when you're in the military, like at some point you have to be okay sacrificing a little bit of yourself to help others. And And I was about I was just about to say that, man, like now because of this mandate and because of what they've done. Now we have an, like well, everything you just said, like your whole purpose being there is to take care of a patient. Now we have, we have one less person that really truly cares about this human being and you're not there. And you're left with the people that are in there going, thank me. Because yeah. Hold I'm on. Hold, yeah. Hold on. Let me get like the doctor. Hold on. Let me get my PPE on so I can, you know, try yeah. to attempt to save your life. Yeah. If not, we're going to get paid for it anyway. So, right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think maybe maybe I don't know about it, but everything that I've ever heard from any team, any hospital that are, that I've ever been at is, hey, you're a good team member, and and that's what I take pride in. One, I want to take care of my patients. I love. I come to work because I love this. I don't yeah. come to work because I want the money or I need the money. I can I can quit or I can be fired. I can take yeah. that stance and be fired because I want to care about what I'm doing. Uh. And then after that, 
my my sec- the second thing that I take pride in is being a good team member. I want to be reliable. I want to know that you know that I've got your back, that we're in this together. And so everywhere that I've been, I've just been able to create really good friendships and 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 people like you know working with me it's because a leadership I'm a, I'm all yeah. in. You know, I'm all in. Like I I've blocked punches before. I've, you know, I've I've gotten guns out of patients, you know, that that were uh, acting crazy, uh, all kinds of things, you know, and and I've exposed myself to to danger to protect my patients right. and my teammates, and so I actually, you know, truly care, and I know a lot of people do, and I've been able to, I'm fortunate and blessed to have been able to, you know, rub elbows and and be shoulder to shoulder with some incredible people that I've learned a lot from. Do you think that, um, (laughs) I don't know how to say that. (laughs) Do you think that over time, just like, like in the Marine Corps, you know, it's like tattoos are bad. Oh shit. We lost everybody because this mandate. Wait, come back. Tattoos are good. Now you, if you have tattoos, you can get, do you think, do you think that, and, and, and a lot of, in a lot of States, I don't know if it's up there, but a lot of States, this mandate is getting blocked. Yeah. Um, because of a rapid loss of 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 people of in the medical field, and a yeah. lot more than what the media is reporting, of sure. course. I'm gonna get you canceled, Nick, but uh, I'd I'd support those reparations. <laughs> so, um, exactly right. There's I'm sure there's gonna be some class action lawsuits and some things that come down the pipe. But uh, uh, do you think that this is gonna get a uh, a renege? Um, in those so, communities, I think uh, we're in the middle of like history being made. Yeah. You know, and, and the problem that I have even with the vaccine itself is, is not that I'm against vaccines or not that that yeah, I'm like I'm like so for this or so for that. I'm yeah. I'm more of like, hey guys, like we're in the middle of it. We don't have a lot of information. We don't have uh, a lot of timeline to be able to pull actual, you know, studies, information. Mm-hmm. We don't have a very good database right now, so let's just, you know, kind of tread a little bit easier instead of being so motivated by i feel like money or power. yeah any, anytime yeah anytime Fear. That, there you go yep anytime uh miss capra left field <laughs> always with always with the facts um, um so so anytime that something gets pushed so hard from an organization and they start making mandatory commercials yeah you ever seen a you know that's a that's a red like, like when you start making mandatory marketing, things, marketing, yeah, like, like that's heavy. big money. Like it's follow the paper trail. You know, like they always ask you about the you get your flu shot, but not the way that no, no, doing. no. And I and you as a medical worker, you, you guys we heard did. about the uh, like the lotteries, like you get your name put in for like a million dollar drawing in certain states. Yeah, oh, like you know, what I'm saying Come like on, there's like you get free burgers and donuts if you get this. Like we're in yeah. the middle of a health crisis, right. which yeah, go like, get your health. There's your healthy just shot. too many things. Seb, tell what you were saying about just even the minorities. Yeah, so oh, I was, a- I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was actually going to share about this because we were talking about it earlier. So, and and it's not just minorities. Well, also, hold on, this like, this started with this conversation off camera started because uh, there's videos. Um, this recent video, there's a video down in Houston of the health department in uh, lower income neighborhoods going door to door, getting knocking on doors literally knocking on home people's homes doors finding out if they're vaccinated asking how many people uh lived in there are they vaccinated like 
This is some crazy stuff. There's several Unprecedented. going on where, yeah. where they're offering it on the spot as well. Yeah. So, anyways. So, yeah, talking about that, um, you know, the problem is that, you know, with minorities and veterans, you know, uh, fin- finances or services mm-hmm. or benefits are being um, used right. to coerce people into right. getting this vaccine. For example, you know, for a veteran in certain states, of course, uh, you can't get medical care unless you are vaccinated. Or for minorities, you can't go Isn't to school. Isn't that discrimination? Yeah, you can't go to school. Like, you can't get like textbook like, discrimination um, benefits or housing or WIC or whatever. Yeah, you know, unless you're vaccinated. So, you know, uh, the problem too is that um, historically with minorities, and I include myself in that, of course. We have been experimented on not that long ago with like vaccinations or illnesses mm-hmm. and things like that. So there is a huge mistrust of the government and people, uh, big pharma or corporations right. doing things for their own good with us as collateral damage or, you know, as, as sheep or like, you know, lab rats. So. You can understand why people are hesitant. You can also understand why why people just want to wait, you know, and, and, and so I'm I'm of the mindset of if you wanna wait, you should wait. If you don't want something that you're not comfortable with, that is your personal choice, that's what you choose, you know. And so I'm not against the to the vaccines. I am for personal choice and not being um coerced or or obligated to do something Right. Because if you don't, then you don't get this. Your benefit. Right. Which and you can't see. This is this is the bottom line. It's like you can't drive through the ghetto without seeing an abortion clinic. Like you can't go. Oh, she's going to get fired like, up now. But no. I mean, no, it's. She's it's speaking facts. It's, no, it's, it's all facts. Planned Parenthood is, is from its roots in racist organizations. So like you can't tell me that they're there to help a community. They're there to cease minorities from procreating right so when it comes into things like that same thing with like if you look at the history of the cdc throughout history there's been the same the same thing with gays you know when when there was an aids pandemic when that was like a pandemic in our country instead of putting up clinics to help people with packets and information and testing sites and things like that they wanted to separate themselves from it altogether and make it like it was a moral hierarchy. Yeah. Our government was like, oh, we're not obligated to do that. That's something that's like their moral choice that they and did. You couldn't even get a hold of treatments. Right. It was yeah. ridiculously expensive. Unless you had money. Country. Right. Yeah. Or unless you were somebody. You were somebody. It's a politics yeah. game, right? It's a money game. So you can't tell me that minorities, Everything whether black, is. white, gay, whatever, like that they're not being targeted with yeah. this. And I think, you know, that's my wife, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I love, I I love think you, babe. Regardless of where you stand, well I think that we can all, there's certain baseline that we can all sit at the table and agree on, and that's personal medical choice, freedom, right? Of, of the things that you want to do or not want to do. And, you know, you can't tell me that you're free to make a choice, but they're holding your career or your job, or your finances, or your, your family's future ransom. Depending your on that food choice. stamps, right? Right. So your kids can't eat to this week. <laughs> yeah, that's not America. No, that's that. That is not the definition of America. Like that's not what this country is about. Sure. It, and regardless mm. of the facts that show that 
That's it's not about gold. Yep. It's not about facts at this point. It's about feelings. Anyways. Oh man. Can't wait to train him on and hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where we went or st- I'm like, Are I'm you like, going to read the Ian Smith quote that you read me this morning? I, I really liked it. I got it. I'll okay, good. It. Yeah, you read yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you want to, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> you want to defy your government, grow your own food, support small business. I like that one. Transactions in cash and crypto, collect rainwater, homeschool your kids, work out, pursue natural health, power your home off the grid, have lots of kids. The feds hate shit they can't control. Yeah. All of this is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. A hundred percent truth. Yeah. Um, crazy man and and, you know that's like the new like that's crazy to go do that stuff that's crazy it's crazy to do that yeah like that's all domestic terrorism yeah Yeah. Yeah. for us it was very freeing being able to be the own captives of our ship and being able to go wherever we wanted to and 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 not have to make choices depending on repercussions yeah you know, and, and obviously I'm not talking about because you can say, oh, then you, you go and make whatever choice you want. And, you know, no, I'm talking about being a, a responsible, tax paying, community caring citizen that just wants to have a say in their lives and in their, you know, what they want to do. You Taxation know? is theft. <laughs> so. So, yeah, uh, I think, you know, we didn't plan for the pandemic. Obviously, nobody right, of did. Course. Okay. Somebody did. I was saying <laughs> I the somebody, great majority of us I think didn't, somebody did right? at this point. But I think we've learned a lot through the pandemic. And, you know, um, we haven't missed having a, uh, a brick home. Yeah. You know, and uh, who knows when. How, how did it, uh, not to get into feelings, but like give me your, like how did it feel to get basically fired for your stance? Like you made a decision, so you kind of yeah. figured you figured it was going to happen. But like, how did that actually like did, affect did HR you? HR give you some, some no, heads up, or did they just dude, show up one day? You guys and are going to be you guys are going to be upset when I tell you how it, how this went down. So um, we knew. So you know, certain hospitals and states were putting out information about like a hard deadline or like mm-hmm. you know whatever. So we knew that October first for the for the era that we were in was going to be like a, a date that they were basically you had to do it by then. Or you would get fired. I was, I knew that I wasn't going to do it. And, you know, uh, in some ways, because it's so unprecedented, like you almost kind of have to wait to see if they're actually going to do it. Bluffing. Right. Yeah. Right. So I thought thought they were bluffing. I thought so too. I was hoping. I was like, there's no way that they're going to fire all these people, man. We we need these people. I love my job. I loved working at at the hospital that I was at. I love working in the ER. I love it. So I was hoping, and I told this to my wife various times, I'm like, babe. I think they really like me there. I work really hard. I think I think they're gonna like let me stay, thinking that like my hard work yeah, and my dedication. Work, yeah. I'm like I've never Might been late. I'm, I stay late. I've never been called into an office. The only thing that they ever said about me, and even patients and my coworkers and emails to HR were good things. And I'm a traveler. Like that doesn't happen. Nobody yeah. cares about travelers. You're I'm hired. Just, you're hired help. And, yeah, I'm, yeah. and I'm gone. Yeah. But people were putting in like. I think it's called like Daisy Awards or whatever, like uh, like kudos to yeah, yeah. To, yeah. And, and so like they kept coming up to me and like I hate that kind of attention. So I'm like I would run away from management because <laughs> they wanted to like talk to me and give me stuff and like put my picture up on a wall. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not happening, you know, so I, I would just like leave. But I was hoping that they were bluffing because I love my job. Yeah. Um, 
but I guess they weren't, you know, I even put in an exemption or religious, like a legit religious yeah. exemption that like, I, I, everything, how I felt, you know? Yeah. So, so on the religious exemption, the reason why that, um, I believe it's specifically Christians or in Catholics, um, can apply for the religious exemption is because one of the vaccines utilized um, embryos, fetal, yep. fetal embryos to develop the vaccine. Correct. And, and that was and in that exemption. Yeah. And it was very well written. With Just because people don't know like, well, that sure. religious exemption, why? No, no, no. And that's, it was the, that's, the re- that's the reason but why. But they, they didn't follow because there's another vaccine that, that doesn't? Is that why you still have to? I don't know. I don't know if why if you get denied, but I know this that that, that is that is why the religious exemption is there is right. for that vaccine. Yeah. But so I put it in, but it's getting canceled. They're not yeah. even honoring it. Yeah, I, I put mine in. It was legit, and you know, I kept. So the, the October first happened. Yeah. I had already turned my exemption. Nobody said anything to me. I kept showing up. I worked like three or four more shifts. Yeah, just working hard, dude. This place where I was at, it was hard work, yeah. and I loved it. I I thought I was doing well, you know. Um, probably one of the hardest places to work at in my career, because it was that busy that like critical and like a lot of emergencies anyways biggest bigger city bigger city huge trauma center a huge training hospital no uh university of cincinnati it was yeah yeah, big time big time anyways um a lot of spanish speakers too so i was able to like help that population out a lot because like when you have to translate like in between like an emergency it doesn't work really well yeah yeah, of course so uh, i loved everyone there man i i miss them maybe they'll hear this i don't know but uh, so I worked like another week and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, nothing's come with it. Slid under the radar. Great man. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, in, I was in the shower getting ready to go to work. So this, I was working 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. It was like 9.30, 10 a.m. And I get a text from not the hospital, but from my agent. So my traveling agent, he said, hey, man, I'm, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, hey, man. Just so you, I don't know if you knew or if they have notified you or not, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew that your contract had, you know, was canceled effective immediately. And I'm like, I checked it on my, on my watch cause I was in the shower and I'm like, it just like, I was floored. I was just like, like this guy, this has got, this has got to be the matrix, man. Like, like punch you in the gut. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, what's going on? So then I'm like, do I even like finish showering? Like, what do I do right now? I was like. I don't know, doing conditioner. I'm like, should I even do conditioner? Like, who cares anymore? Like, should I just like get out and like, you know, like that was the the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. So (laughs) do I use? Do I waste my beast wash? Yeah, Yeah, right. So the the hospital themselves never emailed me, talked to me, took me into an office, wrote me a letter, called me, texted me, nothing. That was it. They talked to my agent, and my agent told me, and he did me a solid because I was gonna show up to the hospital. I was on my way to the hospital. Well, I was in a shower and then leave to the hospital and show up and probably be what? Escorted, you know, out of the property. And so he's like, just so you know. And I'm like, bro, I had no idea. Nobody's told me anything. Nobody's emailed me, texted me, called me, nothing. And and so then that was it. That was literally it. I have no, no nothing to say about that. Did they pay that. you for the, your final shift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. paid me. So, yeah. But we were counting on that for finances, plans, yeah. future, you know, kids, everything. And um, do can you say how much money that? that, that can you, I mean, I don't. You don't have to say it, but yeah. like, can you say how much money that 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 I cost your family? On, uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Like the boss does the the numbers. I get a I get a stipend. <laughs> uh, I think it uh, it was something like 
probably so seven more weeks. It would have been like like fifteen k maybe sixteen k, something like that. Out of a family of four, just like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and painful, man. I got burnt. You yeah. know, I, I I don't take it personal. I know I didn't do anything wrong, but you know, and we talked shortly after yeah, that. We yeah, did. yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. on the phone for a while, and 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 you were big, and 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 I know it's not my fault, and I know I'm not guilty of it, and you were reminding me of that, and I I needed to hear that, yeah, of you course. know, from different people because even if you know it, it's good to hear when you care about something so much, and when you're doing it for the right reasons, it, it, it feels like a burnt. I, yeah. I I was burnt, uh, you know, and I'm just like my like man, this sucks, you know, and uh, um, I haven't, uh, by choice, I haven't been able to go back because I just don't feel ready to go back to nursing yet. Now, we, we needed to take a break. And, and and this is on top of like, you know, two years or a year and a half of the pandemic and like mm-hmm. the medical field, is it's been a lot, you know, and, and you know, it's strange. especially in the ER ICUs we, and the meth search floors. We've, like it's been a lot. We've strained the, the, the first medical and first responder community and, the, the and, and not, and yeah. And, and not because we're strained because of over COVID cases. We sh- we're strained on how we've treated them. Yeah. They're strained on how we've treated lack them. Lack of yeah. money, lack of resources, yeah. overworked. Yeah. First thing I asked you when you came in this morning was, do you want to go back to nursing? I do. I, I love That'd nursing, be dude. Like, I'd be so pissed. This is like my fourth career change, and it's the one that I've actually, I went to college. I went to five different colleges. I went to a deployment. I It took me five years to transition yeah. into this job because yeah. I, I finally, in my 30s, found my calling. Yeah. And... I'm not able to do it because I'm not getting a vaccine, but I was like face first that, you know, when this first happened, I quarantined myself for my family for like a month or two because we didn't know back then. Right. We had no idea. Right. So I'm We're like, all wiping Amazon packages down like idiots. <laughs> my son has <laughs> asthma. And so I'm like, when this, so when, and then if, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it first happened to no, I'm like, I got to get out of here, dude. If something happens to my son because of me, like I would never It'll forgive myself. Yeah, yeah. So I quarantined away until we started finding out more, more, you know, research and more stuff. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm good to go back home now because we, you know, uh, I've, we seen know a, I've seen a lot more yeah. in my practice too. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I got burnt. I feel, I felt, you know, pretty bad. And you know, not that I want to take like a victim stance because I'm not a victim. That doesn't help anyone. But, I care. I care about nursing, you know, and I think my coworkers. Well, you care, it sounds like you care about the community. Yeah. You care about people. And my patients and my my coworkers, they know. Like yeah. they know, you know, and so well, they're the, and they're the ones that are also suffering too. For right, not because they don't have them. Yeah, you, you know, they're, um, they're number one. Well, you you know, fucking take this break, and get down to uh, Florida and Old DeSantis's. We'll send you down there nice and sore, so you'll yeah. be good. Oh, bro, yeah. take a few days. And and can't so, wait. I mean, they just. Um, I think it's about to be. I know it passed the House in Florida, but I, I think it's actually be signing a law that you cannot um, mandate all this in Florida. Sure. God bless so, Florida. I know, man. My I'm, I'm a a Florida, just so everybody knows, I am a Florida boy, and my ass, and my wife, right. and my kids' ass, all of our asses are going back to Florida Damn eventually. Right. So. I wasn't uh, raised there, but I was born there. I'm heading let's, back. Let's buy yeah. a lot of ASAP. property. Build oh, a compound, the, oh, collect rainwater. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to collect rainwater. We're going to have more kids. Hey, my, my <laughs> wife is a nurse too, and she actually has a lot more experience than I do. We have medical on site. We have medical on site. So actually, we we plan on doing that. So I plan on taking the agogi back down there. Yeah. So eventually, you know, Johnny Six will be sold. 
Um, that's the that's the goal there. Um, but we'll take the agogi down there and we'll expand the, chin, the our actual fixed site gym and put some jujitsu yep. portion in there. And I'm going to drag Tyler's whole family down there too. We're just going to keep doing this thing. Let's go. Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, my cousin's a, a paramedic on a on a helicopter in Ohio, and he just twelve years he just lost. Oh him. no! Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, he's a smart guy though. He's got some stuff you can fall back on, but that's stuff that sucks. Though, to, just, yeah, to have sucks. to do that, they have like, to do that. To, yeah. It's different if he chooses like, hey, okay, uh, I I've, think I've I'm ready. I'm ready for the next yeah. chapter in my life. Right. I want to do this. Cool choice. But to be forced out, dude. So, so many yeah. people and someone of my coworkers. Great people that have that have taught me so much have been forced into early retirement or forced to change careers. It was his or, method or, of service, and that was what yeah, he loved to do. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just not fair to it have sucks, that stripped man. away, you know. So, uh, yeah. Sebastian, um, yeah. tell me, uh, tell me what your goals are for the future, man. What do you think about doing? So what currently, you you've had to give that some thought. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We've, like those, we've thought those about showers, it. those cold showers. <laughs> A lot happens in the shower. Yeah. yeah so right. uh, a lot of brainstorming, a lot of ideas. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. What what's the what's what's the thoughts? What you got going? Yeah, on? so we're going down to Florida to take a little bit a uh, little sabbatical. We're gonna be doing some volunteering with uh, the organization that we were with when we first met, my wife and I. What was that again? It's uh, called Youth with a Mission. Why oh, then? I've done that. Yeah, so we're gonna be down there and uh, you know give back to the community, help support awesome. that cause a lot, and then at the same time. Focus on us, just kind of be off the grid for a little bit, pray a lot and talk about and plan like, you know, do we go into nursing? Where do we go into nursing? Do we do something else? Like, what is the next steps that we should be taking? And uh, also, I feel like for me, you know, do a little bit of healing, a little bit of like... Uh, Recentering you know, yourself. Res yeah, you know? resetting, a little sabbatical, some rest. What's you know, the timeline looking like on that? I, I'd say probably at least a month um, or two, and then, you know, uh, probably taking a nursing assignment or, or figuring out the next move, probably like, like January, maybe. What do you so, think is going to show you what the right step is? Um, so Just it's going to be a com Yeah. It's going to be a combination of like, you know, uh, praying and like talking to my wife and, 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 and seeing like what we want to do, where, we you think if you're just kind of happy and, and in a good place down there, you just wait and the opportunity will yeah, sort of present itself? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you know, so we're not – when I, when I say rest, like, uh, I don't mean, like, not just sit on the sit couch on the and beach. do nothing. That, yeah. That's not what we do, you know. Eat, so eat, we're going to be volunteering. Drinking, uh, we're going to be getting back. Coconut or something, we're right? gonna, yeah. I, I still have, you know, that wad, which which I, I co-run with a friend, and then I'm a uh, part-time uh, coach online with Street Parking, too. So I'm still really, really busy. Sure. So it's not, you know – where did you say where you're going? Orlando area. Orlando yeah. area. Okay. Yeah. So, so just a little bit north. Yeah, and you just yeah. kind of you know go from there. So Beautiful. we've got a ton of contacts down in um in South Florida, you know the Boca area, Fort Lauderdale area. I'm from Miami. Well, if you need me, me, man, too, you know where I'm at. You know, I was oh, born in Broward County know. Hospital, Ho Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Well, that's not really Miami, but you're, you're Broward uh, County. Broward County. Yeah. yeah. No, so <laughs> so I actually I uh, think actually my parents might have lived in Miami. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then we ended up in. So I was to, kind of like in between Miami and and Broward, like mm -hmm. Miami, Dayton, Broward. I was uh like Upper Carroll City, Miami Lakes, Pembroke Pines, Miramar area, kind of like yeah, you know. So yeah, but I'm I mean even my numbers like three or five, you know. Dude, when I so, go down, it's weirdest thing. So um, you know, getting into like. My wife's got me weird into frequent frequencies, <laughs> and like uh, earthing, and, and earthing, and, and, and you know what? I buy. I'm like, I I fought it. What are you talking about? 
Oh, you don't know? <laughs> Grounding. Grounding. So you want to break it down for him? But I mean, pretty I, can, much I can bumble through he it. Lives, break it down, Mary. He, he lives through it. This He doesn't even know it. But essentially, you want to get, because there, everything is off of frequency, including like electronics yeah. specifically, you know, music, everything. People think have frequency, but everything has a frequency. And yeah. those frequencies disrupt your frequency. So your frequency is at complete peace and rest when it is the same. When it is at complete rest and is at its best and your whole is the same frequency of the earth. And people don't know that. So the number one way to get your frequency back on track for after it's been affected by electronics and everything is to put your bare feet on the ground. Yep. For at least grounding. Yep, grounding for at least five minutes a day. Yeah. So when you're getting like amped. I do that all the time. And it's here's the unintentional. The baby yeah. the baby gets out of control or has like a little tantrum or something. If I go put his bare feet on the ground. When I get out of the car of a long trip, I gotta take my shoes off and yep. put my feet Hug on the Hug a tree grass. or like yeah. sit on the ground. Sit on the ground, even Lay concrete. On the ground, look, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It'll so, change like everything. It. So um, I take it one f- further, one farther. I think that where you come from. So yes, the, the, you know, you and the earth, humans and the earth share the same frequency. So when we touch, it's like we sink back up, and that's why people like veterans when they go out to nature and they get away. Anybody if they're having a problem, outdoors, time, yeah. they get outdoors and they get away from everything. And they're like, man, I just feel better. There's a there's You're a disconnected sun. from from like technology yes and like there's a business. there's a there is yeah. a scientific reason why you're feeling better sure but i think it goes one further i think that where you come from i think the frequency even even a minute change in frequencies like when i go to greece oh my god man peace so do you peace. know how bees same with fork same with florida hold on so same with florida but when i go to south florida I believe it. Same feeling. Home. You feel and that's, at home. That's only in only two places in the world where I had that same exact feeling. It's weird. Yeah. Anyways, bees. It's not so they, weird, but yeah. I think it, there's some <laughs> magnets involved. I don't know if that's the same thing. It, it yeah, gets into no. the frequencies that's and stuff like, like that. Yeah, yeah. But bees, if you move them away from their home, you can either only move them. If you move them more than two feet, you have to move them two miles so that they can reset their frequency. Oh, and no kidding. Dial like back re, in. Or, re, they would, reset, or they will lose their, home. They will be lost and die. No it's kidding. Amazing. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. So, anyways, if you're out there, if you're ever feeling a little, a little I, frustrated, I, I, I get it. Just go put sense. your feet. Go, and we do that with the go and we tell clients all the time, like, "Are you earthing? Yep. Get barefoot. Yeah, yep. stay away I, from your phone. I love so we preferably love being bare feet, like bare feet being outdoors in the grass, working out, like in the grass and stuff like that. Like it's very, I don't know, it's it's cool. It well, just kind of like strips everything down. Every outside yeah. negative influence and mm-hmm. the impact of yeah. all of our lives, and and just getting those pack a check or out of your mind mm-hmm. is the best so you're going to orlando is that where mom's is, is that why miami florida is where my mom is so why orlando well uh oh. we last year we spent uh three i took an assignment uh for four months in or in miami okay so tax purposes or like where you work you're not supposed to be in a in a you're not supposed to work in a in the same place away from home twice within the same calendar year so i can't work in south florida we can't work in south florida so Orlando is close enough where my family's still close. It's still nice and warm. We have friends there, but uh, it's not Miami. So what's the you reason? You can go down there and drive. What? What's the reason for not being able to work in that area? Traveling twice. Tra- yeah. Traveling. Uh, taxes. Huh. Yeah. For their program. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for the program. Yeah. So um, also, so funny story. So we. Uh, you know, our nonprofit, the Raider Project, was a component of Gallant Few uh, years, you know, up until this last year, actually. 
Um, and I mean, Carl Munger has been one of my mentors for, you know, since the, since the beginning. So strangely enough, you did something with Gallant Few. Allie actually ran the marketing for that. Um, and we did something with VetWad and she, I told her and she's like, Oh, I did. I did that. Well, I had the photos. I edited one of your photos and I I said, that looks just like the guy I did that. And he goes, that's him. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Small world. So we, so let's see, this is. This might have been our first or second <coughs> annual event. Our recipient for the funds was the Gallant Few. Oh, awesome! And so, so, yeah. so go. So, anyways, that was just a weird small mm-hmm. world that we how we actually crossed paths, sort of, um, way back when. But wh- how did you, what? Give me the backstory on Vetwad. So, because uh, in the veteran community, it's 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 very well known. Yeah, yeah, it's is very it? large. No, oh, it yeah, is. everybody really, it, <laughs> okay. it really is. I, mean, I say cool. it, people are like, oh yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what year was this? Like 2017, maybe. I was on my on my last deployment before I uh, got out of the military. Uh, I was downrange in Qatar in a base that you know wasn't. Uh, it was downrange, but it wasn't like uh, you know super advanced. It was a very safe place where our our planes were based out of, and then from there. We would go out to, I mean, I think I hit like 10 countries right. on that deployment, but it was a, a U.S. base, friendly, safe, you know. Yeah. And we had a gym. But you guys uh, were long-range medevac. Everywhere right. in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we would go all the way to Germany to drop right. off like critical patients. But um, there was a gym behind the big gym and uh, in, in, in that had more... It was more like what how I like to work out, work out like very functional, very like, you know, not so much like machines with yeah. cables and yeah. like you know, you know, running machines and stuff like that. So you're like, it was like you're a CrossFit like, like the military CrossFit. style, yeah. yeah. And and that gym didn't have a lot of equipment. Everything was broken, rusted. There was no roof over it. You know, it got as hot as like 120, 115. The sand dust, like the sun hitting it. The equipment was rusted, broken. A lot of stuff was missing. We had like, you know, one dumbbell instead of like two. And so uh, I was doing my my street parking uh, programming as well as my my friend Brody. I was doing his like, you know, uh, I, I, my goal was to get as strong as I could. So I was doing like a lot of working out and two. So like the days would go by faster and I would meet course, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I just couldn't do a lot because everything was broken and there wasn't a lot of equipment. And I remember like I cut myself on the pull-up bar because the chip, the, the paint was chipping, like the coating was, you know, and it was, we had to put like tape around it and, and it was melting. Yeah, the hot. it was yeah, I remember horrible, those days. man. Yeah. And so I just decided one day I was talking to my to my friend Brody and I was like, man, like I'm gonna do something about this. Like, like, well, like, why can't we just have stuff? And so I just started like uh, thinking that I wanted to leave this place better off than when I got there. Mm-hmm. And so I t- went and talked to some of the coaches and I was like, hey, I want to do something. I want to do a fundraiser. I want to bring some stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And you know, everybody that comes here wants to do something. That's cool, man. I'm like, oh okay. All right, bro. Next time I came back, I had everything planned out. I had already reached out to people. So I did a a competition for us there on site to like build morale and for us to have a blast. And on the other side of that was also a fundraiser 
for anyone back home that wanted Want to, to support, support yeah. send products, send prizes, send equipment, whatever. And so I'd never done anything like that, you know. So it was, I was emailing thousands of people at like three or four in the morning because of the time change. And, and, and a lot of people showed support. And um, one of the people that uh, I linked up with was Kate Wheezy which eventually became my vet what partner and uh, she just wanted to help out and she had like the registration leaderboard like some software to help mm -hmm. us organize and she was amazing and we ended up raising like 15k we like outfitted the gym with like so much stuff and fifty thousand dollars 15 oh 15 15 Still to great. 20 yeah i can't remember like 18 that ended up being something for, like that. for deployed gym and straight yeah. straight Perfect. equipment straight yeah. equipment that's it all in equipment that's awesome which was a lot and then that put pressure on the base to to give us a canopy so then they built a ce civil engineer uh built us then a huge canopy to protect our equipment because we're like we there's a lot of money here like yeah, yeah. and then you know biden gave it to isis yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> different base but yeah um and then you know uh i left you know and and they still have amazing stuff there and um you know down the road so this wasn't even vet water. No, no, this no. Was just but then Wheezy and I wanted to do something else. So she reached out. She's like, hey, we need to link up again. We need to do something. I'm like, I'm all in. And so we did an event that at the time, that very first event, all the proceeds were going to go to Mission 22. And so we did that event. And in the middle of the event, um, we were just we we're like, yo, like, this is a thing. Like, yeah. this is it was going to be a one time event, you know, and uh, we're like people are asking for it people need this there's a yeah. you know it, it's been awesome we didn't think it was and so then we went through the proper channels to like become a non-profit and you know do all the legal stuff um but uh it was born out of a need it was born out of um a desire to give back a desire to to use fitness and use interpersonal relationships and and struggling together as a means to to cope to yeah. to to not seek self-destructive behaviors or or you know like alcohol or drugs or self-medication yeah. or isolation you know mm -hmm. um so that's what vet what is it's uh, if i could just sum it up it's uh, physical activity fitness and community as a means to to together get through things and help cope instead, of, instead of sitting on your couch and just wondering why things suck yeah, yeah. How often do you put out a, a, is it every day you put a different workout out? No. So we do yearly events, okay. but um, people started reaching out and more needs started coming up. So now we probably, we have the main event, which actually just finished and I'm in the middle of like finishing that up. So our fourth annual event just, just happened. Uh, but in between that, we have a ton of satellite uh, events right now. So that same gym that I just talked about, um, in uh, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit Undisclosed, they I've been able to that event became the, uh, the number one mm -hmm. event, and so every year since then, they've whoever's over there continues to do that event that I started, and I've been involved in every single one from here. Nice. Awesome. So they're doing their fourth version currently, and I VetWatt sponsors them and like sent them a ton of stuff, and other you know people have helped. And how are you? How are you guys organized? Do you have like a staff? Do you have any of this at all? 
Uh, we do kind of now, but for the first couple of years, man, it was just me and Wheezy, you know, okay. and uh, we, d- we didn't, we never planned on doing this. I, I didn't. That's kind of the best kind. Yeah. And yeah. so it was a lot of figuring things out. A lot that of, means there's a need there. And that a lot, of, yeah, a lot of learning, man. And, and uh, I actually, I was in graduate school to become a nurse at the time this started and I didn't have any money. I was living off of uh, the GI Bill, BAH, yeah. which was Nothing. just barely enough. A thousand to, bucks. Yeah, yeah sure. Which I thought was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's all I, me and my family were living on, so yeah. it was tight. And so to be able to put up the funds for VetWad, I was donating plasma and blood, and that was what... With that anthrax vaccine, baby, yeah. you get that 125 a sh- Oh, uh, dude, a, I, a I, pint, got, you know I still got a score, and Heck I hated yeah. it, but that's what... That's how Johnny Slick started. Yeah. Really? Awesome. <laughs> Yo, so the foundation of VetWad yeah. started from that, and then Wheezy... They put us some funds, and we started just doing things, and little by yeah. little, it, you know, people started believing in us and helping us. And so the first set of patches, the first set of stickers, the first set of shirts were all from that money. And yeah. then, you know, we've been able to help hundreds of, you know, I don't know, thousands maybe. How does someone get involved who doesn't know about it yet? Uh, VetWOD, V-E-T-W-O-D on social media uh, or VetWOD.org is our website, you know, and uh, yeah. And they can go donate on the website. Donate on the website. Reach out to us if there's a need or yeah. if somebody wants to like host an event or, you know, sponsor whatever, you know, Sweet. whatever it is. That's it's pretty easy to find. I like us. that. I like that. I like that term building resilience through physical fitness. You know, it's just. Because I, you know, in my heyday when I was working with a lot of veterans, one on one. Now, you know, I support in a different capacity. But I would get these guys talking to me about all their problems, and I'm like, "Okay, what are you doing?" They're like, "Nothing." I'm like, "You think maybe that's the problem? You're just you're gonna stay where you are if you're gonna stay where you are." Was that Winnie Pooh thing? He's like, (laughs) "I usually I lose my best quote, the most one of my most favorite quotes. I usually get to where I'm going by leaving where I'm at." Yep. So simple. Winnie the Pooh, man. Winnie so the Pooh, so man. Profound. I know, man. A little bear, man. What a... Yeah. Some of the guy. deepest quotes, man. <laughs> I know. Winnie Pooh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those Anyways. guys were all writing those things on acid, so... Well... <laughs> who, who, who sits around writing... Hey, man, whatever. Some enlight- however, you, however you get there. There's some enlightenment there. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's VetWad. So you guys go support that. I'm going to support that. Um, in any way that I can ever support, please let me know. Appreciate it. Um... Also, street parking. Mm-hmm. What a freaking crazy tribe you got there! Yeah. So what street is parking is amazing. I, when I first started seeing it, because I, you know, we linked up a you know PB Abate fight camp, and I started seeing. It, I'm like, what the hell is? Yeah. This? Thanks for the invite to Vegas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's always Yo, like, he's always butt hurt. He's like getting left out. Five hundred people went out like thirty five thousand. Tyler's got FOMO all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, th- a lot of people in the street parking community have FOMO because so. It's kind of hard to... What to is, hold on. See. What is it? So street parking is uh, online fitness programming workouts okay. that are specifically geared towards people that are busy, mm-hmm. can't make it to a gym, have a lot of responsibility, uh, can't afford a gym. You know, uh, We're able to give you workouts that you can do from home, yep. from your job from a park from wherever uh the 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 firehouse police station deployed down range i was doing street parking workouts and in the back of a c-17 c-130 uh plane airplanes like cargo planes you know and you know after missions or whatever 
So it's this whole idea of, you know, once you become a parent, once you have, you're, you're an operator or you work shift work and you can't make it to a gym because of your schedule, because mm-hmm. you have to sleep when people are awake and, you know. Of course, yeah. Yeah. You miss class. You can work out with one dumbbell or two dumbbells or a barbell or a kettlebell. What it, with whatever you have, very minimal equipment, you can work out anywhere in your living room, in your garage. You know, so the whole idea, the name for street parking is you park in the street so you can work out in your driveway or in your garage. And so that's basically, uh, you know, what it's centered around. And, you know, the founders are. Sounds cool. like stop making excuses yeah. and fucking work out. Exactly. How long are the workouts? Are they it all dep- different? It, it dep- all different, but, uh, you know, as low as like 15, 20 minutes to like 30 minutes. Okay. And, and they're like, I mean, that's all you'll need to do for that day. If, oh, you, no, if, we, you, if we, you do it right. Yeah, you know? we, progr- we program some workouts like that. We've got a no excuses uh, training guide. Yeah. It is not fun. No. They're like body weight workouts. You don't need any equipment. They're yeah. timed. And Julian and Miranda, the owners, they're they're big time previous CrossFit, um, not only athletes but also coaches and gym owners, okay. and so they have a ton of experience. They know how to program effectively. Yeah. So not that you go to a gym for an hour and like, you know, no. What do you? How much time do you have? Maximize get that. It in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get and it and, in. Uh, and they live the life, man. And they're the best sponsors. So I've how ever do had. you? What's the process like? You just. How do you get signed up? You go to streetparking.com, you sign up, and then you'll have access to not only daily workouts, but then accessory workouts, strength workouts, endurance workouts, uh, maintenance, which is what we call like our yoga, stretching, recovery type But you don't have a coach. This is just a workout. Not a one-on-one coach, but you have a few of me, people like me, that help you to navigate according to your goals. So, you know, what do you want? To, through the website or through through, app? through uh through the app through uh, social media we have a, a f- uh, private facebook and okay. instagram group and our emails yeah so we're going back and forth sharing a ton of content giving you options a lot of it is is we give you so many options and so many we take so many barriers away i was gonna say it sounds like you're just removing excuses yeah all the time. and so yeah. you have one of this this is what you can do. You're recovering from injury. This is what you can do. Oh, you yeah. just had a baby. This is what you can do. Uh, you have a fully outfitted gym. This is what your options, you right, know? And man. so it's amazing. And I think the biggest, the biggest, best part is the community. Yeah. The accountability, the support, the motivation, the, the, all of us again, you know, the constant theme here, all of us together suffering, trying to to get better together and, and encouraging each other up, picking each other up on the way. And it's been great. You and know, how long have you been doing this? Uh, over three years now, maybe four years. I'm not really sure. But the company itself, we just had our five year anniversary in Vegas, which was a huge deal. Um, and we weren't planning on the pandemic happening, but when that happened and gyms started closing and, and, and people realized that, Hey, I gotta, I gotta take ownership of my own fitness. I got to take ownership of my own journey and health. Yeah. We blew up. We were, we were, Oh man, we as were, a business owner on the entrepreneur side yeah. on the business owner side, I would have just tripled down on that. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it just so happened that we had been doing this for years. Yeah. So it was like, Oh, all gyms are closed now. We oh, got you. 
here you go. You yeah. know, and it's been amazing, you know, and uh, we just uh, launched our new platform, our new app. And, uh, you know, we've always hear the members and always hear, you know, the suggestions and how to get better. And uh, I mean, it's only getting better. And yeah. so, you know, Julian and Miranda from the top down to everyone, like they really care. And so that is what is seen, you know, in our product and in, in, in our members and in our community. So, so when, they, so when you follow Seb on social media, you'll see him outside his RV doing a bunch of doing a bunch of training all the time. Yeah, with dumbbell, one dumbbell, two dumbbells, yep. just sweating. Mm -hmm. You look phenomenal, by the way. Oh, thanks, one bro. Of the, one of the hottest dads thanks, out bro. there, man. The, the the new definition of a, a dad bod. It's, oh. it's, it's called a father figure. Father figure. That's what, that's what that is. Yeah. That's what we always tell people: like, you want to be a dad bod, or you want to have a father figure. You know, get your get your shit right. Yeah chase my kids around man they're yeah like, they're no joke so what's next man what's next for you uh we're gonna be in orlando for a couple months mm -hmm. you know uh, reset you know pray think about what we want to do next and uh, make a decision along with my teammate my partner my wife and go from there excellent man so excited yeah, yeah. what am i missing well we got to get the uh smell test going Oh, that's right. You oh. didn't get it, did you? No, you want me to go grab it right now? Yeah, well, actually, what's your favorite Johnny Slicks products? Uh, I'm really into the pomade right now. But what, what's, what um, scents? I almost said flavors, but you're not supposed to eat it. You, uh, like Johnny no, no, says no. that. Don't eat it. No, no, no. Don't eat it. I'm sure it tastes good, too. But <laughs> no, no, I don't think um, it does. Let's see. So I have beard oil, which I think is rugged. How do you? 30... Four yesterday. Thirty-four. Yes. Oh, you're. it's your birthday. Yeah, that's right. Ha yeah. Everybody, happy birthday! You have yeah. a happy birthday song. Hey, oh, yeah. it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. My own personal standing ovation. Yeah. Your audience. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. So, so rugged. I have rugged for uh, beard oil, and then the pomade I think is original. Or so, I don't know. So it's, um, it's amazing. Yes. So you're technically in the age group that you would prefer rugged over original. So it's it's interesting. We have we have basically put people in we've segregated a people. Box. Yeah, we put people in a box. But really, so under thirty, they really like original. Over thirty in alpha, if you're on the black label side, like more executive level level side, mm -hmm. you um you really like the alpha. But if you're over thirty then people, men are dr drawn to rugged and omega. Yeah. And like could collect like this is consistent across the board that uh, let me ask what he likes, but this is consistent across the board with people. Even like we've had guests on camera and yeah. like here's one and here's two. You got to pick one. And they and if they're in that age group, they pick their yeah, they pick their I, right I, one. So I think uh so rugged smells a little bit more like like rustic like like lumberjack, kind of yeah. more mature. Yeah. And the other one smells more like cologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I like them both, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, they both are great. Yeah, and they I don't great. I, like. I've never used colognes or like really cared about like smelling good. So I feel like they're both a step up for me. I'm sure my <laughs> wife, my wife agrees. Um, Bro, they but, get, we've had I think at this point twelve confirmed pregnancies hey, based off the scent. I'll let you know in a little bit. I guess I don't know. Oh, yeah. Paradise, where <laughs> it's at anyway. Just Paradise so. is where it's at. But what I was gonna say, what is your favorite? Paradise. Outside of Paradise. Paradise is like, that's a win across the board. But if, uh, like, if you had well, to go original or rugged, which one are you going to go? I like them both, but I am a little bit of a, I just like originals 
it's what you gave me first for the shave cream, and I, I love that smell. Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm. You're breaking the. You're I don't think I've smelled this one before. So I wanted you to try Paradise. You seem like you might. Paradise is it. dope, dude. <clears throat> Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that sh- that yeah. shape. Our- Alpha's just incredible, though. So you're, you're I have a not man. tried. I have not tried the heart. alphas. Are you alpha? No, I'm omega. No, omega is the one I like. So yeah. whichever one you that you uh, pioneered or whatever, yeah. like that's the jip. Yeah, omega is mm-hmm. for the older older gentlemen. Paradise. Paradise is awesome. Dude. I've got the see beard. that doesn't smell. Like, you have to get into that, but the, smell the, that one. The paradise beard oil. It's amazing. It's it's dude, so it's almost too fruity. Oh, no, a little man. bit too fruity for this me. This puts me really. This puts me in Florida. Yeah, right smell it. Smell as soon as I smell it, I'm like gone. I also, I don't know, maybe I don't have a sweet tooth, so yeah, too fruity for me. Whoa, whoa, yeah, too. Uh, Dude, that's my um, jam. Like it's too tropical, sweet, man. too it's sweet. Tro- it's yeah. yeah, it's a little bit too it's sweet. Like coconuts. It's, and it's got grapefruit. That's why. It's why you don't oh, like you don't like grapefruit? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like grapefruit, but that smells amazing. There's so there's the young man one. That's the that's the black label young man. It's like yeah, the it's good, 30, the 30 original and the it's rugged Omega. I like. Man. Omega's worth. I also like simple. I think this is a little bit like like too, too much, too much for me. Yeah. yeah, but every time, hey, tell tell that to all the dudes that uh, oh, come that to our gym good. and go, man, clean. why do you smell so amazing? Yeah, clean. that's alpha. Yeah, yeah. Like, just use this. Oh, that smells clean. You know what we're launching? Um, you'll like this. You know what we're launching Black Friday? Johnny Z's Sleep Essential Oil. Ooh. So, um, I'll get you my one. wife will like it. She are you, she's an essential are you fr- always lady. Really? Yeah. So you familiar with, um, I don't even know what it's called. So I went to a brain clinic, um, when I got out and they used, so a couple things, one, the brain clinic used oils as kind of creating a Pavlovian response to deregulate stress and help with sleep. Like, right? uh, conditioning, conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Parasympathetic. Isn't that what it's yes. called? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Your parasympathetic response. So your so then, and then, you know, a good buddy of mine, Jeff Nichols, really built out a sleep protocol that he was teaching. And one of the things was um, what he would do was he would smell this smell, um, even with the same toothbrush at a certain time. So, like the dim the lights, yeah. you know, blue light glasses, don't get any, you know. So he would down purposely down regulate. And it's just like anything else, you have to build the rhythm, right? You have sure. to put the reps in. So what we did, and, and she started doing with me when I was having, you know, because we've been together for a while now, and she was with me, you know, through my transition out of the military, um, and or you know, post military, and uh, she really started using it on me too, without me even really <laughs> knowing it. She was like every night, she was like putting this stuff on me, and I'm like, you know, oh, I knew your, what I was doing. You had you had no idea. I didn't know. I was I was like, get your snake oil out of here. Yeah. I, like, I so, didn't think. So you knew that she was doing it, but you didn't know that it was gonna like have what the that purpose effect. was. Yeah, yeah, what the yeah, purpose yeah, was. Right. But what it what it created was it did. I started smelling that and as soon as I smelt that response, you I associate started, it. I associate it with it. So we just so in Black Friday we're launching Johnny Z's. It's a it's uh it's gonna have twelve grams of of this particular um, essential oil lavender in there, which lavender is, is yeah. helps you down regulate stress loves, and sleep. She loves lavender, yeah. yeah. So uh, the the end goal is to have an entire line with Johnny Slicks that's helping people downregulate stress. So like you at night, you know, you go into your bathroom, you know, you dim the like I put a dimmer on my bathroom so I can dim the lights in my mm-hmm. bathroom. Uh, you know, wash with the the sleep essential body wash. You know, put the oil on your wrist and your beard if you've got it. You know, on your neck. Yeah. Um, and then just create that rhythm of doing it every single time. And what's gonna ha- what happens over time is like you start smelling that you're like. 
yawning. You're like, yeah, oh, I'm getting tired. Yeah, and for now, sure. You know, so you're down regularly. Is that like routine and consistency yeah. or something? Yeah. So the right. natural <laughs> natural properties of those type of compounds, yeah. like lavender, on top of creating a routine, a cons- yeah. consistency. Yeah. I actually yeah. enjoy when my wife, are you going to be able to diffuse this oil as well? Do you know? You definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really nice. It's, uh, it's not, I don't know that you, it's, it's a little more expensive. Than <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't want, know if you to. want it to just like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, when my it's wife meant does to that, be, I don't even realize it, but I'm like, man, it's meant to go on your, it's meant to go in your skin and hair, but you can. I, my wife started buying a bunch of essential oils and you know, it's not that I, I wasn't a believer, but I was like, a skeptic and also yeah, like yeah, you're spending thing. like hundreds of dollars on this stuff like yeah but like little by little like i'm like essentials are amazing yeah. they smell good yeah they uh you know with our son uh he's got asthma so we used a lot of like eucalyptus yeah a lot of like compounds and like uh defense boosting yeah. immunity Thieves boosting or yeah you know the Thieves, other thing they were oh, using is amazing. Um, for guys that were getting for tbis that were getting nauseous they're using peppermint essential yeah, oils too. Peppermint. Yeah, peppermint. Remove, and she gives yeah. me peppermint when I have like headaches and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, next thing I know, I'm like, oh, Money. the headache's gone. It's crazy, right? And then I didn't have to use like like Tylenol ibuprofen. Or ibuprofen. You know, I don't know about you, but man, like I used to chew up 1600 milligrams ibuprofen pre-mission. It's like, I used to, I used to as well. My gut yeah. lining Especially with all the injuries I had yeah. in the military and you still had to perform a job. Yeah. You just have to do the thing. Just but what's crazy boom. is with that, with, with, uh, with doing medications like that, Yes, you took care of whatever pain or like whatever ankle back pain, whatever you have going on in your hips. But then your gut lining is trashed. You're not absorbing nutrition. If you're taking a vitamin D supplement, you're not absorbing it because your gut lining is is just torn to bits. You're not absorbing all the vitamins and minerals that you need. So your health is further declining. Yeah. So anyways. And I think a big part of that too is like uh, if you need NSAIDs or you know anti-inflammatory yeah. medication to be able to do something you're not treating the cause so at, at some point I had to strip it all down and go back to the basics there was a, a while where all I could do was yoga because that's the only thing that didn't hurt my joints and yeah. that my takes injuries. work man Oh, yoga is incredible, dude. But like, I do yoga. You I know, just mean in general, four, yes. four nights a week yeah. instead of four taking days medication. A week, yeah, he puts me in these positions. I'm, I'm telling you, no, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. So I. Because I, 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 you know, stopped doing heavy things or, or, yeah. or you know, things that would hurt me, even in jujitsu, it helped me a lot because yeah. now I'm no, Yoga's I'm not legit. lifting weight. I'm yeah. moving according to what my body allows me to move, yeah. right? Which is, I, and it gets better over time. Too. I allowed my body to heal where I wasn't broken anymore and then I can build back up, you know? Yeah. So NSAIDs and, and self-medicating, it's a patch. Yep. It's a mask. It's not a fix. It's a mask, it's a really. Patch. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just masking the, the Well, thing. you guys go to uh, johnnyslicks.com on uh, Black Friday. I'll and, be there. Uh, well, and get, uh, use the Harbor site, actually. Well, actually, Black Friday is going to be more expensive. So, um, or there's going to be a bigger coupon. It's 25% off. But if you need something now, use uh, the Harbor site and get you 10% off. And also, uh, our sponsor, BPN, Bear Performance Nutrition. Um, you can use code Raider there. It'll save you a ton of money. And then... If you need every man over 30 should be getting his blood tested, right, Tyler? You're damn right. You're damn right. Get yep. your get your blood tested and um, and then the links are in the show notes for Core Medical Group. Get your blood tested at first. See where your hormones are at. Do not live life suffering because it's life is short and uh, life should be good. And it is good if you get healthy. So go get healthy. You guys, thank you guys for listening so much. Please, please, please drop us a comment. 
uh, leave a review, screenshot this podcast if it helped you. Um, anything, it's going to help. If it helped you, it helps somebody else. Uh, tag all of us. Uh, all of our links are below. And uh, we'll share it out there and get this message out. So thank you guys for coming on the Harbor site. We'll see you guys in the next episode.